podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Sissoko finally waited. Erickson, low. Great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Jefferson Sanchez. Lucas Mora. And belted into the net for goal. On debut, Tungay Longombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Mora clips it. Oh, great goal! Good evening, good evening everybody, welcome to the show, <laughs> welcome to the show, welcome to the show. Um, you're looking at Hotspur. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good day, man. It's a good day. Got a, a good crowd with us today. Um, one of the leaders of the NSO, the New Spurs order, Mr. Yao Bruce Busia, aka Scott Who. How you doing, bro? Hey, Got to give you a wrestling promo there. Uh, you know what time it is, bro. It's been a tough, tough day, bro. Just bare news. Th- these outlets won't allow me to sleep, so. Probably go until the night, to be fair. To all these rumours flying around the circuit. It's literally non-stop at the moment, man. But we'll, we will get into that. You're here as well with your host, Era. It's myself. Um, we've got our resident uh, coach and man of faith, a.k.a. Pass the ball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. Still, still believing, still... Still got hope that we're going to come out of this week with some some something positive. Um, and I, it's all good, man. Good to be here. I'm actually glad the season's done because, boy, that, that even as a man of faith, that took a lot out of me, boy. <laughs> That's relatable. That is relatable. <laughs> Trials and tribulations this season. <laughs> forty days and forty nights. We've been finished. <laughs> Pops, how are you feeling, my brother, man? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Uh, very similar to Dave, man. Just happy that the club season's done, man. To be honest with you, it was uh, it was getting a bit much for me towards the end. But you know what? <laughs> New manager incoming. 
Uh, some of the football incoming, so can't complain, man. Good, 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 good. And speaking of new managers, we've got the only person who supported Potter more than Ron and Hermione. <laughs> Uh, Owen, how you doing, my bro? <laughs> I love it. That was good. <laughs> I did. Oh man, I had an hour to kill. I had an hour to kill before this podcast, and I ended up just using that time to watch videos on what the future can look like, and Dyson spheres being put around like stars and suns and stuff. So. The, the goings on at Spurs and Potter being ruled out of running kind of seem quite insignificant <laughs> in comparison. However, uh, I'm still here. I'm I still love, here. I love to hear it, man. Let's see. Well, you never know, innit? You never know. They might they might holler at the Ministry of Magic and make something happen. You never know. Nah, <laughs> but, too many um... muggles on the board, bro. Filthy mudbloods. We needed some. We needed some magic this season because it's been it's been anything but magic. But um, I don't think we will be doing um, our, our end of season review this right um, today. We'll save that for a later date. I think we should probably start off with um, review of the last game of the season, the Leicester review. I think um, it was a bit negative actually uh, at the end of the last pod. I think most people thought. We were going to lose that game. I can't say. Um, um, who was the? I think. The, did, I think someone said he was going to win. Was it? No, no, no one. Say, say, say. was going to win. Say, shout out. I, I said, I said we were going to lose. I can't even remember the score. <laughs> I think. I think lots of people said a bad score, man. But to be honest, like considering what Mason has shown us in the lot in the past few games, now like, you can't really be too surprised. Um, but um, Owen, I'm gonna start with you. Um, do you know I want to start with Jamie Vardy, Harry Kane's son. That's what you said a few weeks ago. <laughs> How do you feel about that um, now at the end of the season? I was in Vardy's legacy compared. Yeah. <sighs> Premiership wise, I mean, he he really annoyed me in the actual game itself because. I mean, I was one of the ones that was kind of leading towards Vardy having a slightly bigger legacy on paper and that now um, being slightly bigger now because he's won the FA Cup. So, yeah, he came up clutch for them in that game because he was probably the only player that really played well for them in that game itself. So, fair play because he he was looking quite tapped coming into the game itself. I'm not going to lie. I didn't really see him as a threat he seemed like he was pretty much on the decline but yeah fair play to him for um putting in a good performance in that game i guess uh as far as legacies go then we'll we'll have to see where harry kane goes if he does go because as it stands i still think Vardy has has a bigger legacy anyone disagree with that i, I still do i can't lie man you're not gonna. You can't. You can't. You can't fool the wool over my eyes with that cup. I'm sorry, Leicester. I think. I think it's harsh that in recent times people have like really discredited the FA Cup. Like it depends on what you see legacy to be. To be honest with you, if it's a mm. on your individual accolades or what you've done as an individual, then like I said in the group, you're probably gonna take Kane over Vardy without even any question. But if it's what you've achieved um, with your team. 
during your career, then Vardy's taking that. Like, it's not an argument. Like, Kane's been to three finals and not scored in one. Like, at least if he, you know, scored in one, the man might have, like, something to, like, roll off and be like, no, Kane done his thing in the final. The team didn't. Do you see what I'm saying? To kind of back the whole legacy talk. But Mm. because he hasn't been able to shine in a final and the team hasn't been able to shine in a final, but in Vardy's case, you know, the team were able to, like, get him over the hill because he didn't have a great um, final. But he also had a a good campaign for them when they won the the, um, premiership. He's kind of got that argument in the back until, until like, a lot of people see legacy as, you know, trophies and what you've done with your team in your career. So until Kane starts winning something, it's going to be hard for him to argue against the majority. This um, is the thing as well. If I feel like if Kane won the FA Cup, it would be, especially if he was uh, at the forefront and came clutch winning it, it would aid his argument in the legacy talk. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I don't think I, I'm not one to discredit the FA Cup too much. I, I feel like I feel like Kane is as as an all round striker, and if you think about how great he has been in the in the Premier League, even without winning it, I feel like all he needs is one trophy. Yeah, yeah, that's a with Vardy. He doesn't even need. Okay, obviously Vardy's got the league and the FA Cup. I think Kane just needs one trophy. One trophy, that's and, all. And, and a good, obviously a good position. You don't want to just like get the trophy. You were injured on the bench. I mean, like yeah, one yeah. trophy. You contributed a lot, and then the conversations is over because I think the weight of goals, the way he's carried some poor Spurs performances, he's bailed us out so many times. He's, you know, he plays. He misses two months of every season with his ankles and still averages about 19, 20, 23 goals a season. Like, the guy's mad. The guy's actually mad. I mean, I know we were talking in the group about like, our favourite player of different eras and stuff. And for me, I, you know, i got to give him credit. Yeah, you know, we love the fact we all, you know, we all got over the one season wonder thing, but for him to be able to do it consistently for six, seven years or whatever it's been, um, five, six years, you got to give him that credit, man. He just keeps adding to his game, keeps getting better, keeps dragging some performances out of the, out of the mud. Um, and we saw, I think we saw it at the weekend. I think he took that quite personally. I think he had that Michael Jordan face on. Do you know what I mean? He was like, OK, you want to score your penalty? All right, cool. Let me show you what I want. I love that saying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I would, I would love to hear um, Harry Kane say Wagwan, you know. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> not muffled. <laughs> Be too funny, but um, yeah, I, I think I think I definitely agree, man. Like this, the the whole Harry Kane and Vardy um debate is it's very interesting because I don't feel like Vardy has had that level of consistency. It's funny um that that Kane has had, and I do think, like you said, that one that one cup is gonna kind of end the debate. It won't even be close anymore. It would be the end of the debate. But one thing I will say is Vardy definitely has the streaks. Like you give him that. He's he's lived the dream that every boy wanted to live. Do you know what I mean? Like he's he's made it from through every level, um, and you will never be able to take that away from him. So, so uh, can I just say, say something? Vardy is our generation's Ian Wright. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Remember Ian Wright yeah. in the nineties, come up yeah. from the lower leagues. He's got that edge. Everyone loves him. He's banging in goals. He goes to you know his, his club. He becomes a legend at his club. Right. But on the England yeah. team, never got really looking, if you remember. Because it was Shearer, yeah. Shearer, and 
Ferdinand did it well. Ferdinand did it again. Yeah, I think it was more of a dirty, a dirty thing that they did to him with England. Yeah, we know why. Okay, a little bit finicky. I think he's, he's, he's Vardy is, is this generation's Ian Wright where you can look at him and go, that's that's my guy. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the one that everyone gets next to. And then in 10, 20 years' time, Vardy will be a, a fan favourite, not just a Leicester favourite. Do you know what I, mean? I don't know about, people, don't know about a fan favourite. People don't like his wife. You know what, that gives an interesting parallel, though, because you've got, like, I guess you could have, like, that whole comparison between, like, Andy Cole's career and Ian Wright's career, say, for example, and then the popularity mm. of the two now, where Ian yeah. Wright is, is sort of, like, much more popular. He's that fan's favourite, um, whereas his career may, may or may not have been as good as Andy Cole's debatably. Mm. I wouldn't say mm. it was. But... Andy Cole was one of my favourite strikers, you know. Yeah, like, I, was, I, I, preferred, I preferered Andy Cole over Ian Wright. I rated Ian Wright, though. I rated him. Mm. But Andy Cole... I was like, this guy went up to Newcastle, bro. Who, who bags there? Done his yeah, yeah. He was cold. Yeah, man. Kane just needs one. <clears throat> Kane just one. Needs one. He just needs one, man. That's all he needs. Even if it's a charity shield, I'm giving it to him. Yeah, I said it. To get there, you got to win the other one. Before, I don't so. care, bro. <laughs> Whatever one he gets, yeah, I'm giving it to him. It's crazy because it's like, how many people has it been that have left Spurs in one cup now as well? So what is that, like, 80 nah, or something? It's actually about, it's actually about, it's not 87. <laughs> I was an Arsenal fan that made that. Somebody on Twitter said it was 2,970. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it. I said, you know how mad that number is? The turnover yeah. is <laughs> Oh, shit. Taking a bit, bro. No, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't focus on that stuff that, you know, everyone's saying about people, um, players leaving and winning trophies. I'm like, it doesn't really matter. It's like, you could do the, the rebuttal of that, how many players left and didn't win nothing. So, you know, like, just, just, just pull, pulling that strings personally. Bro, I think it's even a good thing that, that players have left Spurs and won trophies because it, it shows that, cool, maybe we haven't crossed the line but it's not necessarily because we're um, always buying the wrong players. And I think that's a narrative that we like to pull up all the time. It's a bit of an excuse. Some of, sometimes the group of players, I think, are wrong. But a lot of these players have left. They've moved on and they've done things. Like We've got ones like, I guess, Soldado, who, who didn't really go on to do much. Or or like, a, um, <laughs> there, there, there are those ones, you know what I mean? There's always going to be those people. But then you've got people who move on, like like even Foyf, who ne- never really got a chance. Uh, Kapue never really got much of a chance. These players, they've gone on to do things at other clubs. I think, wasn't, was Kapue man of the match? Uh, yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. So, I yeah. mean, there you go. Very we, well. we, we started Winks against, um, I know it's a bit of a meme now, but, <laughs> but we started Winks in, in, against Leicester. So, um, it, it, to me, it comes down to a thing where I know we, we talk about this a lot, like the, the way the club has been run, um, the way the club has been run is more of an issue than, I guess, the players and the personnel that we get. Um, I think it's how we buy personnel. Like, we tend not to buy players to improve the club. It feels like sometimes we're just trying to, like, put some paper over the gaps and just hope that that, that helps. But, yeah, speaking of um, paper over the gaps, let's go back to the game. So, 4-2. Um, how does that feel, like, to wrap, a, to wrap up the season? Like, was it a good performance? 
props you want to... Um, I mean, like... Uh, you know, a, win, a win's a win. Three points in the Premier League is always is always good to get. Um, it almost feels a bit deflating because these type, these type of performances are performances that we've basically begged for all season. And it's interesting that they've waited the last day where nothing can really be changed for our, in terms of our, of our fate and us playing a team in the top seven or eight and actually winning a game, um, which we haven't done all season. Um, which is a bit frustrating, but um, lots of different things that are still in the game. Trying to give. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's lots of different things in the game that I saw, which I hadn't seen for a while. Um, players, you know, sort of giving a bit more than they would do. A bit more fight, um, trying to create, getting the ball forward, uh, reducing uh, Leicester to as, as few opportunities as possible. Um, in the end, to score four away at Leicester is no mean feat. So the fact that we did, uh, I'm taking it as a positive. Bale got his goals, Kane got his assist. Um, we even had a goal from uh, from oh, Sanchez, or it was an own goal, however you look at it. Uh, and then players who maybe hadn't been playing, uh, number two, he got a performance in there as well. Uh, Regulon seems to still be stuck in some sort of mental rut um, at, at the moment, um, and obviously. La Mafia didn't feature at all. Um, so there's lots of different things to think about, but yeah, I'm just happy just to get the win um, and to cement our place in the um, elite European conference league <laughs> season. <laughs> yeah. Conference call, the Zoom call, yeah. In the, in the, Zoom, the Zoom league next, next season. But um, I think, yeah, give a shout out to number two in it. I'll give him credit for that game. That's probably his best game of the season. He might get his name back if he keeps working like this. I Come see people on, shaking man. their heads, man. That, that was his man. best game of the Don't season, bro. It's that. not my fault. It's he not my fault. Face. He didn't play against a Madison, really. He didn't play against Barnes. Then man would have him on post. He played against no. Space, man. Honestly, he, he, could, he could take the award for worst signing this season, you know? Who? No, I know who it is. Number two. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. All I'm Absolutely. saying is that was his best game of the season because he's he's been crap. Like I don't know, there's not oh, much to choose from. That was his best game of the season. That's a lie. His best game of the season was preseason. <laughs> <laughs> That's been useless. I'd probably say his best game has probably been West Brom away, where he he gave the assist for Kane. Ah, oh, that don't count. That was a floor. That was a hell mary. You just passed it up there. Nah, that, I'm not taking that. I'm not taking that. I would even I would even go as far as to give um, Winks some credit for that game as well. I think Winks Winks did better than usual. It's the truth, man. I, I'm got, I've got to call it how I see it, bro. No, it's the truth. <coughs> Winks Winks did play well. I can't lie. I can't lie. I, you know me. I think Winks should be carrying back. But... I agree, <laughs> and that makes it three out of five, which means we have the majority vote, which means we definitely <laughs> had a good performance. Oh, it's yeah. unarguable. We'll leave it there. I'll make it four. We're moving on. I'll make it four and say, yeah, he did, he did have a good performance, and that's that's us. That's as far as the compliments go. <laughs> that's Wink's title. That's Wink's guaranteed for next season then, man. But, uh, <laughs> please no, please. Let's, mm. let's, let's just say the tactics 
these tactics, these players in this specific lineup, I'm talking about like um, with Berwin in it, with, with Winks in the midfield, with number two at right back. Um, th- these are the things I'm guessing we don't want to see next year. Like that's that's I'm sure everyone here we could get five out of five agrees. Surely. Um, all right, cool. Just checking. So what? Let's let's move on to a bit more about like what we do want to see next season because it's, it's it's an interesting time to be a Spurs fan at the moment. Um, you've got uh, we've got many talented and some would say untalented managers being thrown around, like being um, mentioned with the club. I think some of the top names so far have been um, Potter, um, Eric Ten Hag, uh, Conte. And um, even uh, Mauricio Pochettino again. Um, let's maybe start with Potter because I think he's been um, declared out of the race. Uh, I'm not sure how official that is. <laughs> but some, some one, people Ali Gold, unfortunately. <laughs> is it? Okay, so it's certified. It's certified. Yeah, it's Ali G with a certification right there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, but like... Um, you, I asked, I asked you guys to sell Potter to me. I think about three or four weeks ago, and to be honest, I wasn't completely sold. But I had, I had faith that he would have done much better than say Mason with this same team that we've got at the moment. Um, and I feel like he could, he could have provided a change to like the past eighteen, twenty-four months that we've had. He could have provided that that shock, that change, in it. Um, not necessarily saying he would have gone on to be that stepping stone that Spurs need to, to reach the next level um, or even to reach the level that we've, we've kind of just fallen ever so slightly back from. I don't even think, I'm not sure if he would have been the guy to get us back there. But um, Owen, I'm going to give you the chance to, to, to quickly tell us if Potter should have been um, part of the final three and if he should have been there, who he should have been there over. I I wanted him to be kind of considered more so than Eric Ten Hag. Mm. Um, I felt like with Ten Hag, he would need much more time and many more pieces of the puzzle to make his kind of way of playing work, which is uh, essentially this kind of Dutch Cruyff total football like football. It's it's great. It peppered most teams in the Champions League that season with Ajax. Uh, in eighteen nineteen, it looked great. He's he's won things as well. But the thing with Potter, he's probably third best in the league in terms of how he coaches his teams to on the pitch create chances and let not as many well not uh, let his team concede as many chances. I.e. the XG King. Um, he plays in a way which I think would suit a lot of our current crop of players. Um, especially facilitating the the forwards in um, not necessarily doing that much defensive work and just being free to kind of play in those kind of central half spaces and uh, be up front. And so essentially have that creative freedom while the team's still on the front foot. And with that, I think he would need much less... I think he'd probably need only like four or five players max to make it work, whereas Eric Ten Hag will probably need... 11, 12, like, I think he'd need a whole new team to make his way of playing work and a lot more time and I, I'm not one to give, like I would only really give someone more than like say a season to make their way work if they were as big of name 
a bigger name as like say a Pep or like someone who's like a truly elite world-renowned coach and I just don't think Eric Ten Hag is that and I think Potter yeah he's not necessarily going to have that pulling power that we may need the manager to have to try and get certain players in to propel us back to challenging for titles but like even it's been leaked that our players have even said it they've been very very impressed with how Brighton have set up and they they essentially outplayed us in both the games we played them this season like yeah we got the win at home but they they peppered us for most of the game their forwards are just poning like Aaron Connolly might be the worst player I've ever seen in the Premier League as a forward <laughs> and I hate it when players who are just genuinely bad that clearly think they're better than they are, and then they'll dye their hair blonde and pretend they're all super saiyan and stuff, and they'll still be pony. And, like, it's just annoying that his only good game came against us and effectively sacked Pochettino. But, yeah, man, like, uh, Potter with this team, like, I still, I still feel like even if we got rid of Kane, we have enough potency to, to get that production forward uh, in terms of goals. And he would minimum get us back in the top four and then have us challenging for maybe one of the domestic trophies because I feel like a slight rebuild at least is inevitable. You think Potter gets us back in the top four? At least. Minimum. I feel like as well, this is the thing, I feel like Potter would definitely be a good person for um, weeding out certain players which he doesn't think are going to be Great for the cause. He's going to find the the rotten apples, I feel. Um, and, yeah, I feel like that will make such a big difference for us. I feel like that will make a bigger difference for us than certain players that we're going to bring in or look to bring in. Like, clearing the deadwoods, I still feel like is is the top of the order for, for the new Spurs order going into the summer. Like, I can't... I can't I can't find out how much of a difference it will make for us. Um, I still like. I think I like that in an ideal world we want to clear out the deadwood, but um, I still think there could be a few men going on extended holiday like Danny Rose was. To be honest, like um, if if we don't get the cells in, I think guys just have to not make the squad. A few guys. Just one of those ones, yeah. Honestly, like it has to, it has to be. It yeah, it can't be. It, it honestly can't just be like filling up the filling up the squad with bodies, with warm bodies anymore. Yeah, right? Like it's it's, it's yeah. the end of that. I think we, we we haven't got many seasons of that left. Like we're, we're seventh, we finished seventh. Like how far do we want to go? Do you get what I mean? But um, honestly, I think in fact. Let's go. Let's go around. Um, let's say Yao, Owen, Tops, then Dave. Like, who's who's your number one runner for the manager? Yao, who's yours? Ah, oh, it's tricky, man. Um, because all these names have just come out of the waterworks, <laughs> spun my head. <laughs> um, I personally, I think it's too soon to be bringing Poch back. I, I. I hope it's going to be a good return, but I don't think it's going to be a good return, mm. and I don't want that for him. Um, the names mentioned are to be Conte, but I know I know that's controversial in its own right. But I think I I like that kind of character. I like a guy that's going to come in and be like, "Big man, you're crap. That you shouldn't be starting centre back." Walter Levy and tell him, "I want you out, bruv. I want you gone." Yeah. The reason why he's leaving Inter is because he got told that Inter have to sell bare players 
and and he's not going to get money to spend. He's like, yeah, I'm not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, bro. That's the kind of pressure a man a manager should be putting on the board to want to be better. Now, now we know that Inter need to sell players. Teams are going to come in and obviously try and like jank them, but. If they never got rid of Conte, they might be able to like stay in the ship. That's that's my personal preference. I think it's too early for Poch. Poch would be a great Cinderella story and all that kind of stuff. And I think the reason why I also don't want Poch, which is kind of like a bit of a... I'm being a bit harsh here, but I think if Poch was to return, um, Levy will use that as um, reason to not really rebuild. And I, I I just feel it's going to be more of an appointment to appease the fans. We go into the season, people thinking, oh, Poch is going to do things with this crap team and we'll get pummeled for the first 10 games. Nah, nah, I think it's too early for Poch. So Conte is my pick. One one thing I'll give Poch is he, um, I was thinking about it the other day. When he first came, he kind of did do a bit of a rebuild for us, didn't it? When we got well, to like, Adebayor and quite a few guys. Hmm. But, um, which makes it even weirder, to be honest, that Levy didn't trust him to do the, re- the second rebuild that we needed. But, um, yeah, I think all in all, I do agree. Yeah, for me, personally, it feels like it's too early. Too early for him to come back. One, because most of the team is exactly the same. Um, two, because as far as I'm aware, didn't these players say that they were like near enough sick of his methods or that, yeah. that they weren't getting... That's yeah, what I think. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, apparently that's what they were all saying. That hey, man, yeah, they're saying his training, his training methods are out, not outdated. They were getting boring. Well, what's he? What's he going to come back with? Different coloured cones. Tell them, Cole. <laughs> Let them know, right. Cole. Right, show them the Miami top so they know that you're not playing at <laughs> Tell them, coach. Right, yeah. I thought about it today. I was like, hold on. My man's still going to play the same way. He's still going to coach his... He's still the same training as Emma's like, he's going to reinvigorate the players. Fam, it's only been 18 months. Exactly. Like, it's, obviously, it's going to be a massive break from, from uh, Mourinho and probably a lot more sophisticated than Ryan Mason based on what we saw the last <laughs> month. <laughs> 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 my under-14s can play better than, than what we are seeing. But anyway. Um, yeah, I was thinking to myself, I said, hold on. You know, this the, the players are behind it. What's up? Aren't you the same man that would turn around saying that he was boring everyone? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. And crazy. we, you know, you let him down. And like you said, I think certain men are gonna definitely stick around if if he if he comes in. Like, yeah, certain people that need to be moved on. He's gonna yeah. have the whole sentimental things thing going on, bruv. Yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm contain personally. I like Conte. I think, funny enough, <laughs> ironic, because if he comes in with three four three, Reguilón will play very well in that system, mm-hmm. and number two will play very well in that system, because number two is, is a wing back at heart, yeah. and I might have to give him back his name if that happens, <laughs> if he sticks around. Do you know what I mean? But no, um, on a serious note, I think I I thought about it this season. Does three four three suit us? Can it work? Maybe with the right personnel, you'd need a dominant <clears throat> centre half, and um, which we don't have at the moment. Even Toby, what Toby did the weekend with that that challenge on Vardy, but looked like a five year old in the playground. Do you know what I mean? Let's go. Um, 
Yeah, so we need that um, that real dominant centre half. And then the ball playing to the back to either side. If we can get that, um, then yeah, let's see what we can do. But whichever man comes in, they best have a hotline to Levy and his bank account details because they're going to need as much help as possible because we we need help at all levels, all levels of the club. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'm very much as well. Conte in. Um, don't know. I almost feel like <clears throat> whilst people were talking about Jose being a proven winner, we have someone like Conte who is very, very much relevant and is winning uh, not just now, but at lots of different levels. You know, one at Chelsea, one couple of uh, three, think three titles at um, at Juve. He's won this season quite convincingly. Um, at Inter um, I like his style like I feel like someone like him you can see that I think he's infectious a little bit with him um, he clearly wants to win he clearly is obsessed with success trying to get the best out of his players and um, one thing I also like about him which I've seen not just at Inter but also at Chelsea is that if something's not working he's very active in his ability to change it and make sure it works or he changes it to something that will improve on what is currently being done. So, you know, there's lots of time. At half time, remember? He changed to 3 4 3 at half time in that Yeah, he changed. He absolutely. Went on that run and won the league. Yeah, this is, this is a man who, who clearly knows. <laughs> he clearly knows what, you know, what style of play he wants to be able to implement, and he knows the kind of profile of player, which I think, in a sad way, it kind of bodes badly if we if we bring Poch back because similar to what Dave said, if you bring Poch back, you kind of have a manager who knows some of the players, but it means that some of those players will now want to maybe start playing for him, and we won't be able to move them on. Whereas, if we almost get like a fresh face with Conte, who you know who has come fresh off of, off of a win in Inter, um, with obviously new ideas and a fresh mindset at Tottenham, he will want to bring in some of his own players, his own styles, his own different methods. And that could maybe be, you know, the kick up the arse because that could maybe be the kick up the arse that we need as well. Because people talk about him being a good manager, but he's one thing I've always been advocating from watching us this season is that there's lots of our team that just need adequate coaching. And I feel like he is also a very good coach. We're looking at things like when he was at Chelsea, he reverted Alonso and Moses into very good fullbacks. And then he obviously took on like Hakimi um, at Inter, who looks unreal this season. Um, a winger like Perisic, he's basically turned, in, turned him into a left wing back. Um, he was able to get Lukaku and increase his stocks. So you can clearly see that this is a manager who has the ability to improve players. So, Tox, um, Tox are Tox. you telling me he's going to make Sissoko be able to hit the target? No, listen, bro, listen, bro, listen, bro. You need to understand, there's, there's a limit to his one, bro. <laughs> there's a limit to his one. Um, but, like, the one thing that I like about him as well is that, like, and I was looking at some of his, his squad and some of his numbers that this season, he does tend to mesh, like, experienced leaders, experienced players, with also lots of talented young players. Um, and that's what I kind of feel at Tottenham we kind of have. We've got lots of good young players who I think need to be kind of nurtured and coached. But then we've got players who have played at the, at the highest level. You know, Lloris, 
Toby, we've got Kane. Um, players who we can kind of lean on. And I feel like he's had that when he's been at Inter. So I feel like the negatives about him just kind of sometimes worries, worries me is that he's a little bit, what's the word? Emotional. I would say like over the top or emotional. And a man-child. Like, it's, it's funny because we were saying like in, in the group, <laughs> uh, like, what makes a player excellent these days is that if that player has one, the technical ability and two, the the core like strength of mind and mentality to be able to play at the highest level, which in my opinion, you know, Kane is one of the only ones in my opinion that really possesses that. So you kind of worry that if he's going to give his his mind, his, his, uh, his opinion to some of these players and call them as cold as they are, that some players, like on the other side, might take negatively to that and may not actually be motivated because we know what players are like these days in, in this century. We know that some players are clearly motivated in different ways to others. Um, but obviously, you can see what he's done at Inter. You can see what he did at Chelsea um, and obviously at Juve before. So I would be happy to have him. Um, I feel like at least for a couple of seasons, if he was able to kind of get us playing a certain way, maybe even get us winning, you know, I wouldn't say that would be a negative thing. Um, and one thing you know, as well about him is that we could also. So I was reading about um, if we were if we were able to get him, it could also result in us basically getting some sort of sporting director, a guy named um, Paratici, who is currently someone who works quite heavily. Uh, he's worked quite heavily in the past with Conte, and they've got quite a good relationship. So that could be something that could also be even maybe even like a, a bit of a double appointment which could work in our favour if we were to get Conte. But again, uh, that's all speculation. Um, and I think Conte is actually said to be keen to work with him again as well. So, See, it's not, it's not that I'm against Conte or I'm against Poch. But I think from my perspective, I just can't decide which one of them is more likely to sign back Ericsson. I think they're both like equally likely to try and buy a player like that. Like... Um, <laughs> I, and and I think that's the aspect that scares me the most. Like I think both of them are good coaches. Both of them are gonna have, um, I guess, both of them are gonna have reasons to be sort of have that that conflict with Levy, which I, I see as a good thing. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I'm not sure if I trust either of them to be able to get the rebuild done under Levy. Um, I think it could go spectacularly wrong. Um, it could go wrong. It could go spectacularly wrong. I mean, I say spectacularly wrong. I mean, like I could imagine Conte signing in August and quitting, like first of October when the window closes and he realizes but, that Levy is really about this life. But that's the thing, <laughs> and, and Owen mentioned it as well. Is that like we all know, not just as like football fans, but as Tottenham fans, we all know that the team needs a rebuild. There has to be a clear recruitment strategy in terms of getting players out before we even think about getting players in. Um, and there's so much deadwood. Like, you know, we're talking about a squad of players who have been developed over the last five, six seasons with technically three different managers. So much work needs to be done on the squad and that has to be a priority before we can then know, okay, this is what we're left with and this is what we can build. This is where we need to improve. This is where we need to change. Because, I mean, like, as we've said in the groups, like, before, I was like, this is crazy to think this, but arguably, there could be nine, ten guys that could leave this yeah, summer. Yeah. 
Easily. I mean, Easily. I've, I, I kind of said it from the start of the season as well. Like, I feel like we've what we've what we gave ourselves at the start of this season with our signings was squad depth. And I'm not going to lie and act like squad depth was not something that we needed. We get, we needed squad depth. We needed people to be able to play in these positions. But what I think, what the trick was, is that we didn't necessarily buy people to make the team better. We just buy, we, sorry, we bought people to try and make um, make it easier to, to handle the, the roughs and tumbles of the season, the roller coaster of the season. And I think going into the next season, like one of the things that that needs to happen, if we've got anything about us, we need to make sure that the, uh, pl- the players who come in, almost every single player has to be a star. Like there, there should be no player who's coming in who's below the level of the current players that we have, and that's no disrespect to them. I think they're all necessary. I think they're all good enough to do to do good things. I just don't think as a group. <laughs> yeah, allow me, man. <laughs> I think they're good. Listen to what I'm saying. I, I think they're good enough basically to join a good team and be squad players. That's what I'm trying to say, isn't it? But yeah, as a team of you in, in the starting eleven, uh, you I thought you were gonna say ah you know Sissoko's good enough. I was like, you, bruv, you're you're about to get cut off. We're about to, <laughs> we're about to all log off at the same time. Even Sissoko, um, even Sissoko, yeah, even Sissoko. If I was gonna give Sissoko's career at Spurs a number out of ten, yeah, four. It's gonna be higher than six point five for me. I'm sorry. What? It's gonna be higher than six point five. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because yeah, look at the amount of people we've got who are dead. Yeah. There's so many of them. None not many of them have a good season. Sissoko has a good season. How many players at Spurs could you say have had a good season, bro? Yeah, it's gonna be six point five or higher. I would say about six point eight. That's what I would give Sissoko. I know the bar is low, bro, but this is Tottenham Hotspurs. What do you not want me to do? You support Tottenham Hotspurs. For his his time period at Spurs. Well, you're not going to give him five. A guy that got you to the Champions League final. Playing a a role, but he played it well, right? He didn't get us to the Champions League final. Don't don't fall for that, bro. He launched the ball into the gods. You know, I'm going to make me start doing my full impression, bro. Don't let him him fool you. You're forgetting. He took a shot shot for halfway. No, you've got to give him that because that performance against Inter at home as well. No, that that was good. He did not live with him. He did not live with him. That's my guy made back home. He's the same guy that was that was in a two on one situation with Van Dyke and Sonia and decided that at this moment, right here, right now. The difference yeah. is we're talking about his only good season. I'm gonna make a name of his only good season. I'm gonna make a name of myself and blaze it. I am You know what, bro? I remember watching that live here yeah, and being surprised that he didn't run off the pitch because that's what he would normally do. He would just run straight <laughs> off the pitch. You know, I'm not even you, know joking, you know what surprised me the most? Once he shaped onto the left, yeah, something inside of me said, "Go." But when I saw the shot, I said, "I don't believe it." Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, 
you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. <laughs> do not believe it. You know, the funny thing is, the commentators started commentating and saying, that Van Dyke had done a good job handling yeah. the two at once. It was so bad. It was so reckless from Sissoko. I don't it wasn't really. even worth me commenting on it. So the guys just went, you know what? Van Dyke did a great job there. He did his due diligence. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think any manager that comes in uh, improves on that 6.8. What I love what I love about this last few days, yeah, like we were going to do like an end-of-season review on this because so many things have happened in regards to our manager over the past few days, that we're just playing Call of Booty with managers now, where we've got, like, an ex on the hotline. We've got this, like, developing coach out in Holland on the line, and then we've got this, like, elite winner on the hotline, apparently, as well. Top tier. And it's... it's We're, we're, we're flirting everywhere at the moment. And my, my number one choice would be Conte um, at this point. Purely, I feel like... A three four three or three five two would genuinely suit us. Um, I see Conte is a master in that. He's got a very good balance between kind of pragmatism and proactiveness. He's very good at coaching his teams, obviously to not concede chances. There's very clear attacking patterns of play, especially when they get to the final third. There's triangles and triangles. They're very in sync. Um, very impressed with that. Even though he, like him coming in as well. He would go to war with Levy day one, make sure he prioritises football. He would be on to certain players day one. Um, so for like clearing Deadwood and getting Levy to focus on football matters, he he would be my number one choice, but only just. And that, I only say that because I want to make a bit of a case for Pochettino, where I like a, a big part of my head does think it could be too soon. But... I don't think he joins without assurances from Levy that he is going to be able to to do this second rebuild. And like uh, Iris said earlier, he has done this before. Um, we said in the group chat he has done it before when he first joined us. And I'm drawing a lot of parallels between our squad in 2013, 14 and now. And the thing is, with that backing, he's also responsible for three of our record signings. So we've got a lot of people who used to at least and still do put stock in the Celso and on Dombele, who are these big, massive signings and key to his initial rebuild. Um, who better to like lead the rebuild with his signings? Like he's overruled Steve Hitchin to get uh, from getting Tielemans or Bruno Fernandes to get on Dombele and the Celso for his rebuild. So, I mean, why not give him the chance to crack on and um, and use those players how he planned to use them? Um, I think he'd have a good idea of who he would chop. I, I don't think he's going to try and get a tune out of a lot of the current players that he, he, he used to have and gave up on him, down tools on him before he got sacked. I think he's, I think he's going to wield the axe again if he would be appointed. But, I mean, let's see. Uh, like, it's, in case of him flirting a bit, um, 
I, I don't know if I, I want to see him resign from PSG if he's really about it though. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it look like it, it, it sounds so unhappy. I mean, he's only got one year left of his contract. He's not going to miss out on much money. Um, I mean, compared to, like for all of us, it would be a lot of money. But for him, I don't think he he doesn't strike me as the type that cares. Uh, his family are still in North London, so we'll see. Maybe he does resign from them, maybe he doesn't, because I don't think we're going to be buying him out of his contract at PSG, to be honest. The only thing and I, think, is, I, I think, think I saw somewhere yeah. as well, sorry, Ara, I think I saw somewhere there's PSG have actually said as well, or somewhere in France has come out that if he does want to leave his contract, then he'll have to pay them um, to come out of his That's contract. That's how it works, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't. I'm not 100 percent convinced well, Spurs that would have to pay them. Essentially, we'd we'd, we'd probably compensate it. But um, I guess for me, I just think if Poch was coming back, like surely Danny Rose would have been. We would have rolled out the red carpet for Danny Rose to welcome Poch back in. Uh, that's, Impossible. That's near enough. That's Poch's if son. What? That's near enough. His you son. Know what that, do you know what that kid did to him in his last 18 months? Ban him. Ban him, bro. What do you do? Bun him. No, speak the truth. Shame the devil, nah, nah, bro. What nah. do you do? No, nah, no, nah, because if I say it on the podcast, you know, I ain't going to say too much. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, but, but, oh, bro, you can't hey. say that and not say. Hey, I ain't going to say too much, but all I'm going to say listen, is... Listen, listen. Rose, Rose, Rose? Rose and Poch was together yeah. like this. Rose bro. had his years. He's had his years, in it? We've given him, what, 10, 11 years? I don't even know how long he gave him, but we've given him his years. Well done, innit? Enjoy the rest of your career, son. Like... I don't care really where you go, but just enjoy it, yeah, for all I care. And hear what I'm saying. When we do win a trophy, because it's like, I'm hoping inevitable, yeah, I will, I will personally ask the board on part of the legacy fans to give you an honorary medal, you hear me, for your, for your services. But as far as I'm concerned, Rose needs to be gone. No, he has gone. He's gone, right? Like He's, he's gone already, bro. He's gone. Like, <laughs> he's that way. No he's already gone. <laughs> no but what did he do? All I'm saying is, look, look, at, look at how we treated Poch. We're talking about Poch coming back here. We, we sent one of his sons to Watford and the other son, we told him, don't come back, bro. We just, we just terminated. We just... That, that, you, that you not only rolled up to Poch's office, yeah? This, this is how I know the Amazon documentary revealed some whole truths, yeah? Because the way he rolled into Mourinho's office... And told him, yeah, I'm going to speak to Levy. I said, yeah, you've done this to Poch, innit? You've done this. You know? <laughs> you're a dirty you. Yeah, you're out here telling Poch, yeah, I had a bad game last week, but so did Wicks. Yeah? Talk about your own game. You've got to do this. got run. Now, Rose, stay, stay put. Keep it moving. I think, I think with Rose, I think on a... On a I, at, at first, to be honest, the, the past couple of years, I didn't really care for him much I thought his performances on the pitch dropped and I thought he was all he was doing was setting up trouble in the media but hindsight is twenty twenty. you look at it some of the things he was saying like it's clearly obvious that there was issues behind the scenes at the club do you know what I mean he's just impulsive enough that he just wants to go out and talk to the sun <clears throat> and the daily star and whatever and put our business out, out there so I think it's almost like you could say Pochettino couldn't speak out on certain things, but Rose did. Do you mean? No, I don't like the pace I don't like the pace of This is why I like. This is why 
as much as I like Poch, and I really do like Poch, I think he's been a breath of fresh air for our club in terms of like progressing us forward and taking us to the level where we're at right now, where we can be disgruntled fans when we're not doing too well. Because, you know, back in the day, we weren't disgruntled. We just like, it happens, isn't it? We get beat. <laughs> but now, we can happily be disgruntled. We can beef with the best of them, innit? Man, I think we can, we can give Wicked right back, here. Yeah? But my problem is like, I need my manager to be like, and I'm not saying that Poch is not like this because I've heard, you know, that he does give as good as he gets, but I need him to be like, yo, really stick it to the board. Like, that's why I think a lot of people like Conte. As much as you, what, what Owen said earlier had me in, I was struggling, like I was in hysterics, calling man a man child. That's, that's wild. <laughs> but, but he is right in a sense, like, man will, like he will happily tell you, I'm not here for this. This is not what you brought me for. Yeah, he yeah. offers ultimatums all yeah, the time. Up, like, if, all the if, time. Like, Sign me Lukaku. Go broke if you have to. Get me no, Lukaku and I'll win the league. And he did, but now they're broke. And it, <laughs> now they're broke. No, no, but <laughs> and he left anyway. That's what he did. He said, he said, if you don't give me Lukaku, I'm gone. They got him Lukaku. Yeah. They, they now got broke. He's like, oh, you're broke. I'm out. <laughs> and it's, I'm and, and you're funny as well. They're like. He's, he's got a history of doing that, even with players as well. Like yeah, yeah, when, when he was at Chelsea, him and Diego Costa yeah. had a massive clash, and then it ended up being one of us is going to go. It's either you or me. And in the end, Costa didn't play. He won his titles, and then he went. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Costa went to Brazil. Remember that at the end of his first season as well, because his family was still in Italy. It's like, look, I've just won you lot the league, so because I'm here without my family, you are doubling my salary, or I'm leaving. They offered him a new contract, and he, yeah. He just went mad. Mafia dollar anyway. He knows his worth. He's got a nice wig as well. I respect it. <laughs> I think he can do that though because of the don that he is. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's got the playing yeah. career. He's got the he's got the kudos in the game. You know I mean? Yeah. Because, like, had a career. Okay, cool, whatever. Then played with Ronaldinho at PSG. That's the kind of most famous thing that I really know for. And got skinned by Michael Owen at 98 World Cup. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like. Apart from that, I don't really check for Pochettino's playing career. I mean, Conte had the legendary status at Juventus. Obviously, they've done a bit of the um, managing lower down in, in Italy, got the Juventus thing, bossed them, Italy, bossed them, Chelsea, bossed it. Like, he can walk into to an office on any board, like, whether it's Real Madrid, Spurs, Man United, wherever, and tell them and say, listen. Potter, that's what I'm saying. This is my kind of frustration with the whole Potter thing because Potter ain't got that. He ain't got that kudos, and that's what we need in our in our thing. Yes, he'll play nice, attractive football. We've done that before. We've done the whole let's go get a manager from lower down the league who plays attractive football. We did that with Pochettino. I mean, and it worked. It worked better than the big name Jose. Yeah, it worked, but it didn't get us what we actually wanted, which was the trophies. I mean. Neither. It got us close, yeah, it got us close. I'm not gonna lie, obviously Pochettino, like I said, respect to the guy, right? And he got us close. But he got found out in those big games tactically. He got outwitted tactically. He got outdone. Do you know what I mean? Semi finals. Do you know what I mean? Them kind of things. So I was gonna say, yeah. Do you guys put how how much credit do you like? Yo, you're a guy who will put it on the players, yeah. But I feel like we've we had some proof. We had some proof yesterday. Like, look at um, look at Emery in the Emery Cup, yeah. The 
the, the, the Emery League, whatever you want to call it, bro. Yeah, the guy is a specialist in winning this cup, in it. Yeah, then he joined a certain team, a certain a certain team of 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 North Londoners from down the road. Yeah, and then when they went to the final, they couldn't win it in it with the same manager on the same tactics. So the only difference there is what it's the players and the mentality, surely, in it. So um, I don't know if Dave will agree because it's always interesting. I never coached, but when I speak to coaches, I always have like a very interesting understanding of how they see the game from my perspective as like a player. And the reason why I go at players is because essentially nine times out of ten, like your best players will either have a good semi-final and an average final or an average semi-final and a good final. Like you're not going to have many players who go through the entire tournament or even an entire league format yeah, where every single game they were on job. And I'm talking about 7.5 minimum per game. Like, that's a very hard marker to me. Like, 6, 6.5 is fair. You've had a good game. You didn't do too crap. You didn't do too good. Boom, boom, boom. The reason why I knew Arsenal going into that final, I was like, they're not winning this final. There wasn't a player I could pick out in their team other than maybe a Bamiyang, yeah, who I felt like on the day would turn up. Not one, yeah, outside of, say, a Bamiyang. And that was me even being fair. Yeah, with United, I, you know what? I might even pull up the freaking um, text messages later on in the group. But with United, my cousin's a United fan. Yeah, and he asked me um, who I thought was going to step up if they were going to win, and I said it's going to be Pogba and Cavani. That's it. That's that's the only two. And I said if if these two don't step up, you're not winning. Yeah, I I said that to him outright. I knew Cavani would step up in this. I had I had. Dead to rights. I said, this guy's going to get an opportunity. He's going to score. Like, there's no doubt about that. I believe in this guy. The biggest crux as to why United lost yesterday and um, freaking um, Unai managed to get his team to work well is they nullified Bruno. They absolutely, they made this guy useless in the game. And if you go and check Bruno throughout the entire season, whenever he's been nullified by a team, United are finished. Because he doesn't, Bruno's not necessarily the best performer in the United team yet, but what he is, he is the ultimate stat padder. Yeah, he is the Kemba Walker of the United. Yeah, just out here taking shots from from Baghdad, smacking it into the back of your net for no reason, launching passes forty yards for for nobody asked him to do that, but that's what he's doing. In the game that just gone, he was absolutely nullified, frustrated. By the time he finally got into the game. Like, he was already moaning and crying and all of this stuff. Head's gone. And the mentality of the game, the mental side of the game is possibly one of the most important side of the game today because, I, like I've said before on previous pods, I feel like footballers nowadays are more athletes as opposed to having footballing IQ or understanding of the game. So that doesn't mean that they're crap because it's a different generation. For this generation, the athletic side is what makes you the start, yeah, it's what makes you the, the pinnacle of whatever you want to call it. In terms of the footballing IQ, understanding the game, game management, reading the game, I don't think this generation has that. So when you see, when you get into a player's psyche and you're like, yeah, you, you've been dry for 60 minutes, nine times out of ten, that player won't turn it around. And you're finding a lot of the older players, the players that played, say, 10, 15 years ago, or came in 10, 15 years ago, 
they're still able to find their way around the game. That's why players like Slatton and, and Cavani are still going good today because they're like, the, the mentality doesn't really get to them. They, they, they manage the game well. But for me, it's always going to be the players. Well, I shouldn't say it's always going to be the players because tactics do play a very big role, especially in a cup final. But nine times out of ten, I do lean on the side of the players have to figure out or manage the game better because you just don't know what you're going to come up against till the whistle's blown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an interesting one. <clears throat> interesting. I think. Yeah, I think. It's, I don't know how the split would be, but I do put a lot of onus on our on our players definitely in some of the games. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a young team who and it's not full of like winners galore. I mean, Toby and and Vertonghen, what they they had, you know, Ajax. They won at Ajax. I think Ericsson probably won back in there. But in terms of you know winning in England, we didn't have any players that really could step up in that kind of way. Chelsea did in that semi final. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Obviously, Liverpool when we played Liverpool. I mean, yeah. they had players who had at the you know even if they they not really won, they'd been at the top. They'd had yeah. the experience of losing. I mean, you see it in different sports. Something you've got to lose first. To you win, obviously we've just been losing more than we win. <laughs> but I think the, you know, the issue is Pochettino took a very young team and wasn't able to get over the hump. Do you know what I mean? And I think with a young team, that's when you need your manager to be able to step up and say, right, boys, this is what we now need to do. With an experienced team, that's when you look at the onus on the players. Look at PSG. I don't blame Poch that they didn't win the league. Because I'm looking at it, he came in and he actually had a good record when, from when he came in. They just had a poor start, and he wasn't able to overcome the bad start they had. But they still cut it down to one one point on on the last day or whatever. Do you yeah, know what they mean? did. Yeah. And notice he won the French Cup, the French FA Cup or whatever, with them. Man. And the Super Cup. Yeah, and he's gone in there and he's gone right now. I've got players who are used to being at the top, right? Not just on a talent wise, but they've been in the big games. They know this. Now I can do my thing, and if it doesn't work, I can trust that they can figure it out. I think PSG is probably a bit of a skewed example to use because you know they kind of run their whole French league in it. But yeah. I, I feel like this is why I'm looking at Conte and I'm going with some of our players who've been so scarred by the failures. He's a man that can get you on the system, and I actually quite like the fact that he's he's molded from a three-four-three to a three-five-two. You look at Kane and Son's link up this season. That would be nasty at the top of a of a functioning midfield, and that five yeah. <laughs> can help protect you know some of the, the frailties that we might still have at the back. It's going to take time to bed new players in. And I'm thinking you've got your Hoiberg in the middle and Dombele one side, hopefully Sabitzer on the other side, and and you know Reguilon out out on the left and a wing back on the right. Um, then you can see something functioning, and I feel like. Kane will thrive in that system. Um, yeah. And if Pochettino mm-hmm. comes back in, I, I hope he doesn't go back to 4 2 3 1 of Ali in the 10. We need oh. 4 3 3. Or something like that. Do you know I mean, we need something different. Not just different colour cones. Mm. That's it, man. That's it. Absolutely right, man. To be fair, I uh, thought Poch was quite adaptable in his time at Spurs, wasn't he? Like, he, I mean, he kind of copied Conte's uh, three at the back. And adopted it to a three-four-two-one. I feel like after his first year in the in the Champions League with us, he definitely became more pragmatic in in bigger games, especially in the Champions League. And it was that adaptable approach which got us to the final as well. So yeah, like 
for me that'll be another yeah that'll be another reason for Pochettino to come out. I I don't I don't think Poch is unadaptable, and I think he, after eighteen months he could potentially come with new ideas. But yeah. I, I don't think I don't think it's a case that he's unadaptable. I think he's reaction is slow. And what I mean yeah, by that is... 25 minutes plus. Yeah, so, so even that Champions League run, like, I'm I'm sorry, I, I don't mean it in, the, in a bad way, but there was no way we went into that Ajax game after this first leg and didn't start Lorente. It, it, it just sounded like suicide to me because Lorente came on in the first leg and bullied their whole back line. I was like, this guy has to stop. He has to stop. And we, he didn't. And then his hand kind of got forced. He played him. Uh, yeah, the heavens opened and we made it to the final. But even in the final, I, I, that's where I just need my manager to have some sort of cojones. You know, take the risk. Hey, Kane, you're going to be on the bench. I'm going to bring you on at 60 minutes, fresh legs against the tired legs of the Liverpool players. If it's a tight game, it's your game for the for the taking. But it's, it's the fear at Tottenham that annoys me. Like, we make it to a final. Kane's been injured for 10 weeks. Oh, Kane started. How does that make sense? Conte came to us in the semi-final and said, hey, Hazard's sitting on the bench. He'll wait for <laughs> That was so mad. Like, like, the moment Hazard came on, we knew we lost the game. Like, what kind of nonsense? I remember that. that. I never forget that. Hazard and Costa, innit? Both in yeah, the yeah. Who actually scored? Yeah, Matic scored. I know Matic scored. Hazard, 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 Hazard and Matic scored. Yeah, and Hazard in wow. uh, off the corner. Hazard, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hazard Ooh, scored. Hazard scored the, the worst thing about it. The worst thing about it. We were making subs at the same time. I think, and I think like, oh, oh, subs were different. Wait a second. Wait a second. Isn't that the match that Sun was playing that left wing back wing? Yeah, 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 we don't discuss that. That's the king there, Pochettino. Son at yeah. uh, wingback. Yeah, that was a that, 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 was, that was a mistake, bro. He didn't go chicken that, that morning, bro. He went, he went Dixie. It was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake. Yeah, Poch, Poch, Poch he, he turns into a bit of a tinkerer sometimes, man. I think the, 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 the problem with Poch as well, like you just said, he, he, he ends up believing his own hype sometimes so that... He got the most out of Sissoko for a while, and then I think he really believed that he turned him into like a good midfielder. And there was they get to a point where he refused to take him off, like he refused to. to that fix guy the problem has to go, like Sissoko. <laughs> like I don't. Look, bro, Sissoko is a squad player. He's not a problem. It's just when no, he's no, not a problem, bro. No, no. Problem, I'm telling you, no. It is if he's stopping skip getting minutes. Has to yeah, go. if you stop his skip, it's a problem, isn't it? Vibes pure vibes. I don't know what vibes is in French, but that's all Sissoko is right now. Uh, <laughs> right now, right now, that's what Sissoko is. But it's because people ask, they're asking for too much from him, bro. I see. Do you look at the look at the things you see Sissoko do this season. Look at the things you see oh, him do. But, no, no, no. Seriously, seriously, seriously. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. What is Sissoko's highlight of this season? The Head guy is standing in the box here. Yeah? Pointing to other people what to do, bro. That's why he's flopping, bro. What was he doing last season? The guy, all he did last season was just run into space and be available for someone to pass the ball to him. And he will pass it back one touch. That's it. But just only doing that, that made him effective. That helped the team. No, man. I just think our profile... I I don't like watching him too, innit? I'm just not going to act like that's going to happen, bro. No, you can't have you can't have players with his skill set in our midfield anymore. 
you look at people <laughs> like we, we can actively call technicians. You can look at uh, in, in Dombele. You look. You can look at Wimps to an extent. You can look at uh, Lachelso. Like on his day when he's when he's not you know been overrun. Hoybier as well. He's been. A, he can be a technician. Hoybier is the most run pass player in the top five leagues. Yeah, I know you're not going to have yeah, any for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But at the same time, but at the same time, yeah, there's there's always going to be an excuse in it. But I'm saying Sissoko offers something else. How many people get the ball off Sissoko? Let's be honest. Everybody. Let's be honest. Who? Everybody. When was the last time you saw Sissoko get tackled? Like, come That's on, the thing, like, this season, be honest. The this grass. season, yeah. How, but the thing is, tackled by the grass. The grass oh. is mandatory. How did he get tackled by the fucking person? I swear, like, this is the thing, I used to acknowledge he's off the ball so much, like 18-19 and then a little bit 19-20. This season, no, not at all, yeah, but he used to screen He used to screen that right channel diligently. He used to win every 50-50 he got into. Pogba didn't want it with him at all. Exactly. I remember there was one game where he, uh, he went off injured and then Pogba just ran riot and that whole left-hand side, that, our right-hand side, their left-hand side, they just ran riot. Trippier was... Drowning because he had no float with Sissoko. Yeah, like that. His screening ability and his energy and willingness to to defend and win fifty fifties was unmatched Bro, for a little while. Sissoko. For a little Sissoko. while, Sissoko. he won fifty fifties with the grass as well. So that, I, I'll give him that. <laughs> Sissoko's gonna <laughs> shoot like Kwame Brown, bro. Sissoko's gonna come out shooting at us. Trust me, bro. He's gonna come on social media switching, bro. We hey. treated him like Kwame Brown, we acted like he didn't do nothing. The guy did something. Hey, you're like, safe. You're bigging him up. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give him Kwame his credit. Brown. No, he's gone. He's done. We need him out of there. We need him all the way out of there, man. I'm sorry, man. It's time's done now, man. Get him out of there. Someone needs to edit his face on that Wesley Snipes meme when he's holding the gun with the tear down his eyes. And <laughs> shooting at all of his haters. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Oh lord! Where, where should we end today? Oh, uh, good old conference league, maybe. Should we end on conference league? Or the internationals? Because low key, I'm I'm seeing a little bit of light with it because obviously, like on paper, we don't really know any of the teams. It's some dead European competition that no one protested. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be playing like in places like Isengard, Namek away. Even, like, shout-outs to Potter as well. We'd be playing Hogsmeade away. <laughs> Fucking, uh, it depends how we use our players. Right? Like, we actually still have a decent crop of young players. Oh, wait. Like, hear me out. If we play people like Niall John, <laughs> Harvey White, <laughs> yeah, Dennis Jerkin, Scarlett, Mark Ende, like, if they're playing in most of these matches... I'm not going to be mad at it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll even tune into the games and see how our youth are doing. Do you know what I mean? If we're playing first teamers, even like fringe players from the first team in there, I'm not. I, I don't really see the point. I, I just see it as a good way to kind of grow our crop a bit from uh, from those players named. Bro, we're playing at Birmingham, Birmingham University, bro. Have you seen some of the stages, bro? <laughs> bro they could probably lose to like Crawley Town. Who actually go with that on the oh, road? Right, man, yeah. Got trains rolling past Man, have you seen the trophy? The trophy looks alright. It's, it's, it's a replica of the. Um, what, bro? 
Every nah, time I look at that trophy, I just want to scrunch up some people and shout, Toby! Is that the wrong one? Have I seen the wrong one? The trophy, yeah. I call it the IKEA trophy, yeah? It's called Skolnik. It's a 1999 in IKEA. That's what I'm calling it. Right? What trophy is this? No, it's a waste bin, fam. It's actually a waste bin. I thought it was a replica of the Europa one. Have I seen the wrong one? It's the template. It's the prototype. It's the one that they threw away 15 years ago, right? And then now they brought it back out and said, oh, here's a new one. But I'm telling you, if you go to IKEA, Skolnik or or Rigazan or whatever, you'll find it in there. That's the remember. It's a bin. That's That's cool. They've done us day. Exactly. Well, they did. They did. But I, I, with the conference, yeah, I, I get what Owen's saying. It's, it's, it's an opportunity for some of the young lads. I don't think we need to go fully young. I'm not sure they're ready for that. Yeah. Because no. you've got to think about it. Everyone's going to play their best game against us. Everyone's yeah. going to want Tottenham scout. Do you know what I mean? And you're going to have to be a bit careful with it. But... I do like the look of, obviously, we all know Dane Scarlett and Alfie Devine. They're the two kind of standouts from the academy. But like I keep saying, Marcel Lavinier at right back. I want to see what mm. he can do. I want to see him step up. And Amy missed like, out as well. Good shout. Yeah, right. Marcel Lavinier. Right that's my guy. This is the right one. Yeah, right back. Put him at right back. Right next to, next to, um, oh, Jaffet, Tanganga. Yeah. Right. Have a nice and and rode on, and then maybe regularly on that on the on the left, just as a bit more experience was. Or yeah, or circling or whatever. Do you know what I mean like yeah. you can have that kind of lineups where you think they're confident enough that you know we were playing against a West Brom maybe. Do you know what I mean yeah. if we yeah. had an injury crisis we're playing against West Brom? Now we're yeah. playing them against FC, you know, Eisenhower or whatever I mean, we're saying. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, Mordor. I think I want to see that. But, Forest. Yeah, it's it's got yeah, be man. interesting to see what, what we go with. Um, let's get let's get young boys playing, man. Let's get all of our young boys playing, man. Think about Skip. Skip's I think he's on the fringe of, of the first team and I, I agree with Dave I think this is a perfect example this kind of reminds me of like the early iteration of the Europa League where nobody really respected it whatsoever I don't know why but nobody really respected it and I remember Harry Redknapp playing I think it was Harry Kane I think it was like a young Harry Kane and yeah, we yeah, had yeah, the remember. yeah in, the, in the Europa League <laughs> So, um, yeah, this kind of reminds me of this. I, I think, look, it is a UEFA-led competition. Um, we're all old enough that we come from the Coca-Cola Cup Winners Cup generation, and and I think it was the, um, um, I think there was the there was another cup that when Man used to bring up the cake tray for yeah, 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 yeah. There were some really dodgy cups, yeah, but like. We we've come from some like really dodgy cup errors like the Inter Total Cup. There was an actual Inter Total Cup. Like Jesus, mm. it was horrible. Mm. Teams like Kaiser Slayton were in there. Oh my gosh, where are they now? But like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think I think this is a good competition, even for teams that have finished. Um, I don't expect Spurs to finish seventh every season, but like say 
um, other teams in the league that do, you know, finish around seventh or or even eighth. I don't know how far down in the league it will go, but those kind of teams um, that do that will go into this competition and think, yeah, let's win it. You know, build on our stock, get some extra money, um, build on our players, and you know, get into the Europa League automatically for next season. And and then even if they've already qualified for the Europa League, bonus. You know, you've had a good league campaign, you got a trophy. No, nothing to really worry about. I mean, Villarreal are not even... They they were actually supposed to be in a conference league. They're not yeah. going to be there no more because yeah, they're in the Champions League. They, 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 they got the fast track, bro. That's amazing. They got that you know? easy passport, bro. Yeah, bro. And it's funny as well because people, people talk about it as if it's, it's no mean feat. They went unbeaten in the Europa League this season. I didn't know that. I didn't know that till 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 the past day. Sorry, said it. Yeah, crazy, like you know, you just need a good run. That's what I'm saying. That us losing to Zagreb just showed ourselves, man. That was the players. You just need a good run, and you can be in the Champions League, man. And we just fucked it, man. I hear that, but how many points? How many points off top four did we finish? This is this is the thing that pissed me off about this season the most. Yeah, like even. All right, let's take away... This is why I was saying it in the last one. I took away the whole of Jose Mourinho's debacle and all that madness and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, eight games left, right? Yeah. In that games, if I'm right, we lost to Aston Villa at home, Leeds away. It was a mess. I'm not going to lie. Bro. And I'm like, how did, you, how did we throw away... Because I looked at the running again and I was like, these men are taking the piss. Yeah, you mean to tell me we didn't win all of them games? Yeah, so I'm looking at the table now, y'all. Uh, we were five, five points off of home wins. place. Five look, at games, look at the games that we that we that we lost. Ralph and Dombele and things like that. Come on, do, man, it's a joke. Do you know? Do you know Liverpool oh, were on the same points as us going into the last three games? <laughs> it's, a it's a proper joke. When you think about it in that way, it is a joke. And it's like, um, literally, that, that two wins, two wins would have been enough. Two wins and you're in. Oh, it was like Leeds. Like, when we faced Leeds earlier in the oh, season, man. we were all laughing, talking and about how like, we hammered them as well, didn't we? We hammered them. Battered them. Yeah, Aston Villa at home. Like, we should be putting these teams on. No offence to these teams. These teams are inferior. They're not on our level. And we just so throw, these games, throw these games away, man. Like, oh, just frustrating. Mm. And it happens yeah, every year because every year we're going to be like, we should be better. We should be better, yeah. and then exactly the same thing happens, man. Definitely, man. Definitely, man. Right, right, Like I said, yeah, the way he was picking the midfield, I was expecting people to run contraband through them. The <laughs> absolutely no, no Ministry of Defence at all. Oh, I mean, every man put down their guns. There was absolutely no defence going through. You just get run over. When I see when I see men like um, Le Celso playing so deep and you just can't cut it and then you're taking them off and you're bringing on, you know, Winks or Sissoko or whatever, like, bruv, Ryan, Ryan, you lost me. Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you lost me, bruv. So, them kind of thing. And that's why I was shocked with Leicester. I thought we'd draw the Leicester game or we'd lose 3-1. When I saw the line-up, I thought we'd lose 3-1. I thought that you know he'd receive some money in his account from a, from an offshore betting company, right, to throw the game. Um, I thought that was the kind of situation, but we managed to put it out because you know Gareth Bell had a good half an hour, you know, to to, yeah. to get into the game. Aye, turn around. Yeah, that second goal was very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, seriously. You know what makes it even worse? 
you if you man didn't take it in, go watch his celebration. It's <laughs> disrespectful. Why is man like this? <laughs> like, they should not be allowed to do that to nobody, that bro. Is the confidence of a guy who's got the best goal to goal to minutes ratio in the league, mate? That's why. Yeah. Had a dry yeah. season. Like, look, I said this in the group. Yeah, I said Bell had a dry season. Yeah, and look at people are like, but look at what he did. I said this is why I don't. I hate stats. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he got, he got eleven and nine. I said, yeah, I know he got eleven and nine. Yeah, but guy didn't get You'll started in January, bro. The season started in October. Like what? Like what are we doing wait, over here, bro? Wait, wait, a quick survey. Are we taking the next season? We have to. Bro, my man's gone already, bro. He's already left. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, are you doing? Owen, Owen, are you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I was going to close my eyes. So, um, I'm torn. <laughs> I am torn. Do you know what, yeah? <laughs> if we have to sell Kane and we get Conte, then I'll entertain it. I don't even. I don't even think Kane. I'm gonna say this now, and I, I think I said it last week. I don't think Kane's going because I don't think the money's gonna be stamped up. I'll be heavily surprised if it does. Um, and I think uh, the only reason I'll take Bill, and I, I said we have to, yeah, is this is gonna sound mad, yeah. But if we take Bill and decide that we're gonna play Bill in the um, lesser games, the games in which you know we should really steamroll these teams, like play him in those games, and then in the big games, bring him on for like the last half an hour. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. I think I think he doesn't I think he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah. And if he's down for that, then we could be talking something spicy. Because if he'd done what he'd done against Leicester on a regular basis, that can work in our favour. But, but are, are you probably pay him that money to have that what money? What money? It's not my money, is it? Let me not lie. Not my money, B. I run that check. I got no problems with that, B. I run that check, I you. Run that check, B. Yeah, I, I don't think Kane's going this year. I think I think they're going to get this manager situation sorted, give Kane a new contract, and I That's think it? he's going to have a Ronaldo, Ronaldo situation where they say in the contract or there'll be an agreement that we'll give you one year on, like, big dollar. Like, it might be, like, 250, 300. I don't know what he's on now, but it'll yeah, be yeah, a big contract. Yeah, he'll get, like, a 250, 300 a week contract. And then we yeah. say, look, let's let the market come back, you know, after COVID, we get fans back in so people can actually pay for you so Spurs can get decent value. And I think, as a Spurs man, um, he will appreciate that. But... Let's just hope this manager situation is sorted. Uh, and that's the thing. On our I, think, I think to an extent, that was pretty much the rumoured agreement that Kane reached with the board and Levy last year. I think he ended the season was like, oh, but we finished sixth. Cool. We don't really like, we're going to be challenging. Though we do have Mourinho and he's promised he wants to do this and that. So, OK, I'll stay one more year. And if we don't achieve at least fourth or trophy and or trophy, then I'm probably going to want to look to go to a team that does look to change for these titles. And we've got to that point now, and, yeah, it it looks inevitable to me, man. I think City are going to start really going in with a bit of a flirt soon and see a lot of talks. This is death row, bro. He can't leave, bro. This is death row. He signed a three-year contract. I mean, whatever it was, he's got three years Uh, left. Six years, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three years left. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Levy is a bad boy, you know, when it comes to... <laughs> He's heartless, bro. He's, He's heartless. rude. 
not won no trophies. You ain't won no trophies or nothing. You got bad ankles. Six years. No, but that's. <laughs> he didn't have the. He didn't have the bad badish ankles at the time. Uh, but yeah, Levy. Bro, he's it, got the exact same like death row contract. He's got the same death row contract. He's got the same death row contract. This Grealish. He's on the same death contract. Yeah. <laughs> it's over, man. It's over. Yeah. What can but, we say? Um, nice one. Listen, one thing we can we can all agree on just to end it. Yeah. I think even if Kane does stay, um, if uh, even even. If, if if he stays at a team that has fallen from the Super League to the Conference League in less than two months, yeah, I just know for a fact that if we win the um or if we don't win the Conference League, people are gonna banter Kane, and if we do win the Conference League, they would still banter him. It wouldn't make no difference to anyone's life that either they can way, him, bro. They can him all they want. They, Let's just let him go. If he win, if he wins the Conference League, they can banter him. They can say, ah, you won the Conference League, big man. You won a cup, bro. Yeah. Go ask Bruno how he feels after 27 years of crying. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, no, so that it is what it is out here, bro. I, I, saw, I saw a photo. I saw a photo. Yeah, of like teams that have won trophies this season. Yeah, and and Arsenal fact, these men are dirty. These men are really just shameless. Yeah, man put up the charity shield and said it's very hard to win trophies. <laughs> yeah. So so if you man can celebrate that. Let Kane celebrate the Conference League, innit? Let him celebrate it the way Sissoko celebrated the Audi Cup. Same way, bro. <laughs> Lucas Moro, the way he celebrated that one. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I need to go. I'm going to myself. <laughs> oh, my days. All right, cool, 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 cool. I think um, that was pretty much everything apart from Boeing and um, Ndombele being left out of the France squad. Like, is there even anything to say on that? It's just ridiculous. It is what it is. And it is what it is. I mean... Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I can't yeah. see why you want to start. I just need my boy... I just, I just need my boy Tongi freed, man. Please, just free him, man. Wait, you want him to go? Or you mean free him on the pitch? Free him on the on pitch. pitch. Right. Oh, I, 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 I think as well, if we were to get like a... If we were to get like a, like a Conte next season, he plays... With a holding midfielder and two sort of dynamic midfielders, I tell you, in Dominic, will run it. Three five two, yeah. Nourishing. Yeah. Yeah. Can't say one of them. Yeah, summer. So, yeah. so I'm just hoping that next time yeah, he gets this chance. Eric, so, man, the guy's a bit crazy, ain't he, bro? <laughs> mm. <laughs> he scares yeah. me, man. He scares hey. me. You need that fear to go forward, bro. Content. Yeah. Come on. Down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Listen, if Conte <laughs> signs, right? If Conte signs, Sanchez ain't gonna turn up to training. Sissoko nope. ain't gonna turn up to training. Because nope. they know it's not gonna work. They know it's not gonna go well for them. No. Nope. Right? Diarrhea. He's gonna stay. He's got diarrhea. When he's on the side of the pitch and he's and he kicks the football into Rosehead, that'll be him <laughs> every day. <laughs> anyway, anyway, oh, That's a yeah, wrap, man. Come on down. It's got another good show, lads. Um, everyone, make sure you're you're tuned in. Make sure you're um, following us on the Twitters. Uh, make sure you're following us on on all of the individual Twitters as well. Um, and keep a lookout for uh, keep a lookout for the new um, the new articles on the website when they come up. <clears throat> it's 
Touchline Spurs, baby. Let's go. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.